to go talk to a stranger and say, hey, do you mind if you commit an insurance fraud for me? <laughs> like, like, how do you even approach that conversation? Oh, Nelly. The boys are back. Boys are back. After a little hiatus. One week hiatus. A one week hiatus. Episode 15. 15 is here. 15. Just in case you, uh, all of you French listeners have forgotten who we are, uh, it's Graham. Taylor. And Nick, the sound Nick. guy, if you've forgotten that. Sound guy, hockey expert, football expert, just but the expert. most importantly, <laughs> the NHL expert. Yeah, exactly. I think we've established that I, if there's after one, our top five list. If there's one thing all of our listeners know is that Nick's a an I NHL can't wait to expert. hear his uh, takes on the Sabres. Oh, I mean... Trash. The amount, the amount of times he's been texting <laughs> me about it. It's, uh, Trash. The amount of text messages that he's thrown out into the world about, uh, about how good bad they are yeah. we're not gonna get into it or anything like that um so we just want to apologize for uh for our listeners here nick come on in a little closer i feel like you might be thanks getting cut off there but, um it's okay thank I, you i know you i know you think you smell but you're doing fine i you think I, I think i smell pretty bad um i was sweating a lot nick uh nick had a busy week nick's uh bettering himself yeah with some post-secondary education yeah um sorry i got a little hectic sorry john sorry ian but um we're back so fuck off. Like, <laughs> Life happens. Yeah. God, get over it, man. Get over it. Um, so as we speak right now, I don't know for sure how many interceptions Johnny Manziel has. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he has four. He's on pace for eight, I think. Yeah. So there's four at half. Four at half. So. so he may have six right now. So maybe we're not going to be like a Johnny Manziel podcast, yeah. as, as it turns out. Yeah. I think once he got traded, it was like, shit. It just geographical location <laughs> yeah. doesn't work. Where do we live? Um, but we could have covered Manziel for our French listeners. Yeah, we still can. They would really like that. <laughs> All of them would really, really Sorry, like French that. listeners for... Suck les bleus! <laughs> um, yeah, so... I don't know, like... Uh, what, do we dive, what do we want to dive into right off the bat? Like, we got to have a couple of... A uh, couple of things I want to talk about. You know what? I'm just going to sort of say... A uh, couple of little ha-has. A little, uh, little, little yuckles. A little how-did-your-week-go type situation. How did our two weeks go? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. very true, very so true. So many people had commented. I'm not sure if they've commented to you directly, but I've talked to a lot of people that thought that me and you, Tay, got uh, pretty heated last time around about the Kawhi Leonard uh, it's all love. trade. It's all love. Oh, I knew it. I knew, I knew <laughs> it. I, and, and that's why I think like people had to tell me that, that we were getting heated, because I didn't even think anything of it during or after the fact, right? It's just like listening afterwards and people saying, oh, you guys were getting the... A little testy there. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but it's normal for us. Like, maybe the average listener doesn't know the relationship, but like, personally, I've seen you guys get into more heated oh, conversations oh, yeah. than that Kawhi Leonard discussion. <laughs> so true. Like so when true. we were talking Probably about like the like, second like, episode in afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Tay brings it out, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's all you know. It's that's that's what we're recording for, man. The discussion. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, and I was I was talking to you about it uh, sometime last week. Like, I didn't. I, I just noticed, I think maybe it was even subconsciously, I just didn't text you for a week afterwards. I, I know, when you said that to me, I was like, huh, that is right. We, like, we talk all the time, and it was just like, I haven't texted him at all this week, right? And I was just like, oh, man, maybe we really did go at it uh, last time around. So we're going to rehash that, see if we can go another week without talking. Um, but I, if there's just uh, one more thing I want to say, I, I don't know a lot of things in life, but I know... Like, the moment for me that I felt like I was grown up was that when I saw you guys and saw some of our friends, and I no longer, when we were leaving, I no longer had to do, like, you know, the obligatory white guy. All right, I'll see you later, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I was picking up some uh, beers for work. I know, beer's mandatory. Um, and it was just, like, a bunch of white guys in tank tops with their trucks and their music going loud, like, hang out in the beer store parking lot. I'm like, hey, there's, like... 12 parking spots, so move. Um, it's Friday at 4 p.m. Yeah, and they're all just like, oh, man, see you later, bro, see you later. And they're just like going, I'm just like, oh. Yeah, I definitely grew up. The, these people have not grown up, but but we grew up. Um, In a sense. And then I'm going to say something yeah. during this, this recording that's like, nah, he didn't grow up at all. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a fucking idiot. It's like you guys talked about Care Bears when John was down. <laughs> I don't think you've grown to up. To be fair, that was, hey. that was mostly me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, th thanks, French listeners, for pointing that out. Um, so, what do we want to start with? Uh, want to dive into Quiet Leonard? Uh, it's been a busy week, or busy summer, I should say, for uh, Taylor's Buffalo Sabres. 
Uh, some NFL news and notes. Maybe we'll put those towards the end. Yep. Um, Let's talk about the happy man. The happy man? Todd Gurley. He's, 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 he's loving life right now. So we're going to go into the NFL. Okay, we're not going <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, okay. Todd Gurley, give me your thoughts. And he's now the happy man. <laughs> he is, man. You can see his post. Whoever no. said money doesn't make you happy, he lied. <laughs> yeah. Because money can buy you a, a ski. Like, or uh, a ski do. Yeah. Have you ever seen someone sat on a ski do? I haven't. Dolan looked pretty nice on ski do. There you go. Oh, no, I was a ski do. Not a ski do. Oh, never mind. This joke sucks then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're done. All right. <laughs> Episode 15. Uh, Signing off. So, Todd Gurley. Um, what was, what the... was the contract again? No fucking idea. It was expensive. Yeah. It was uh, It was underneath what Le'Veon Bell was asking, I'm pretty sure. It was. Let's just look it up, shall we? No, it definitely Five was. years, though, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty sure. You know that that Todd or Le'Veon Bell would be making a stir in the media if Todd Gurley got more money than what he was asking. That's so true. Yeah. Man, what's, why won't Pittsburgh pay this guy? <laughs> I get it. I, I'm apprehensive to pay anyone. I would pay him. Yeah, that's fair. Exactly, right? But I can see why Pittsburgh's not. But at the same time... I get it. It's a 50-50. Like, you can, you can understand their argument even if you don't agree with it. You don't really have the bargaining power in the NFL nowadays uh, as a running back. Like, as much as they used to. Like, they used to be power horses of the... How much is it? Four years, $57.5 million with $45 million guaranteed. That's a massive running back contract. Yep. The guarantees alone. Yeah. You know, 45 really, guaranteed? Yeah. That's a lot of money for a running yeah. back. Yeah. But well, he's still young. He's only been in the league three years. He's got a lot of time left. In he his had game. one. His rookie year was good. Him and Bell are the bad. same age, aren't they? Uh, I'm not too sure about that, but Bell's been in the league longer. Yeah, but he's Bell's still only, prob- what, 25, 26? Bell came in the same year as Eddie Lacy. Because Green Bay was looking at Lacy or Bell, and Bell went before Lacy, so they, got to, they took Lacy. Okay. Damn, eh? Yeah. <laughs> of course he knows the Green Bay Packers uh, <laughs> drafting that process. Um... Yeah, we talked about the Rams, though, this offseason. Um, Earl Thomas? Earl, Earl Thomas. Thomas. I respect him. I think he's 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 right. Yeah, he's earned it. Yeah, but, like, did you did you read his Players' Tribune? No. Well, he talked about how he just wants a long-term uh, commitment because then, for that for that reason, he can go out and play his best football because he's not worried about getting injured. He's not worried about this because he got, he's got the security behind him. But now, like, and whether he, where he's playing right now, he's like, he's like, hey, I want to give you my all, but I'm also one of the best players in this, in this league when I'm when I'm healthy, so I just I deserve to be paid. But I also need long term security because what I I play a, a sport first of all that yeah your average career is like three years yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. like he's like I want to be able to play to my best ability to give you the best product to make this team the best possible. And Everybody wins if I get paid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really do like Earl Thomas, and I like what he said, but like. Playing devil's advocate too, like Earl Thomas has had some pretty serious injuries, and obviously emotional after one of those injuries, said he was going to retire. Yeah. So that was just a broken leg. No, it was just it? a broken leg. Well, like, but like, didn't he had just come off like a an injury from last season too? Oh, I don't know. Like, I feel like he's been out 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 for the season. More like this than guy most. hasn't torn. I don't think he's done any huge knee damage or Achilles like, damage structural like stuff ankle, yeah ankles and knees yeah are like safe, no yeah. like re- like really concerning injuries but stuff where you're definitely gonna have arthritis like Richard Sherman kind of like he tore his Achilles like that's gonna be tough that's bad you see all those things too those reports saying he's getting torched and training I saw camp. a video of him, get, of him getting torched <laughs> by like all the receivers Marquise Goodwin yeah I saw that one um, well he's fast man that guy's an Olympic Olympic sprinter yeah Stefan Diggs so good contract, good, good signing. Yeah, fair money, fair money. Yeah, I five think years. it's a, I think it's a humble contract. Yeah, what was the contract? Five years, seventy-two mil, seventy-two million. He's the ninth highest paid wide receiver now, and I think that's pretty even in terms of his skill and how he ranks against other wide receivers. It is just because of the like the inflation and all that, but like he's not the best, the ninth best receiver in the league. Maybe not, but I I don't think he's that far off. Okay, but think you can't you can't think, judge it like that because then like. Is Kirk Cousins the second best quarterback? No. 
No, no, no. I, I know, I know. But it's like, this market, like the guy came into the market, came in the free agency at the right time yeah. in the right. Like it's why next year he's not going to be the ninth. He's going to be the fifteenth or something. It's right? why like well, uh, yeah, there's guys like yeah, Odell. It's why Evan Turner got a four year, seventy five million dollar contract. Exactly. In 2016. exactly. The market had money, and that's what the market allowed for. Right? Exactly. But um, I don't think I don't think it's unreasonable. I think that Diggs is a really good player. Yep. He's young. Yep. I think it was a good sign. Yep. Don't yeah. love the name Stefan, but no, no. That's okay. I'm not going to hold that against him. Um, what about Steve? Uh, I call him Steven. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like. Because you can like really hammer home that I'm like, I think you're acting like a child right now, Steven. Steven. <laughs> Steven. I think you're being childish. Uh, Eric Decker? Eric Patriots? Decker, the yeah. Patriots. Well, I cut. It just seems like, how did that not happen? No, like, That just make, seems like, a, it like that should have happened, right? It makes sense. He's a good... He's a good uh, He's he can touchdown sledge. receiver. He can catch yeah. touchdowns. He's sure hands. Yeah. yeah, when you need him, he can go up tall, climb that ladder. Yeah, he's a double decker. They'll yeah, they'll good, they'll utilize him properly. He'll be good. The he'll Patriots? catch he'll catch yeah. touchdowns. He won't like he'll come in and get a touchdown. Like he'll have like eight touchdowns by the end of the year with like four hundred yards. Yeah, like nothing yards. in yardage. <laughs> four hundred seventy-two yards. <laughs> Ten uh, catches. But he'll play his <laughs> role and he'll help them win. Yeah. Yeah. I like the signing. Like At this it. point of his career, that's was he on that Bronco? Team that one in 2016. I don't. He was on the first know. one for sure. I don't know what the second one. He's been on a few teams since the Broncos. He just came from Tennessee. Jets. No Tennessee. Tennessee. He went to the Jets after Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. Um. I feel like he left for the Super Bowl. I think he got paid after that breakout year when the offense lost. Like they made broke all his records and they happened? lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and he went out after Decker that. Took, yeah. took his money and left. Yeah, good for him. We had an outrageous season. Yep. But everyone on offense did. <laughs> that was a scary offense. Um, are those all the news and notes for the NFL? Anything else anyone wants Other to Other than that, really, I mean, NFL season is officially here. The yeah. Hall of Fame game was last night, first preseason game. So Completely forgot about it. I was looking at the score and I saw highlights and then, bam. This just immediately got so excited. I've noticed you've been grinning this entire day. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's, beyond, it's, it's upon us. Can't wait. Madden comes out soon. Next Friday, week today. Today gets you more amped up for it. Nothing like it. Um, all right, Taylor. I want to hear uh, what you have to say about the Buffalo Sabers. I'm gonna get into what I have to say afterwards, but I want to hear it from uh, the fan. And of course, like we're all just gonna give our opinions, and then Nick's gonna shoot them. I'll down. overlook. <laughs> I'll overlook what you yeah, guys you'll are saying. You'll oversee it. Yeah. I'll yeah. correct where I see fit. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, chosen one. I mean, I really, I really like the trade. <laughs> Which one? The Jeff Skinner trade. For sure. Fantastic. I mean, we've already, we've already touched the other trades. I guess we kind of did on July yeah. 1st, right, with the Ryan O'Reilly. And even... Can I talk to me about the Jeff Skinner trade, and then talk to me about the Buffalo Sabres summer as a macro. Okay. The Jeff Skinner trade, I really like. I mean, they gave up a prospect, Cliff Poo, but yeah. he's not... Like, he's still years away. Jeff Skinner's 26 years old. Exactly. Like, he's not... He's a UFA, but he, he waived this mo- no-move clause to come to Buffalo, so that's a good sign right there, <laughs> knowing that he has his sights... Like, he's not, like... Doesn't dread going to Buffalo. Yeah, true enough. Which everyone should. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, the uh, what do you think he gets next year as a UFA? Oh, I don't know. That's what I'm scared for. What would you pay him? I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, what's the market for a winger that he scored 37 goals before? He's over the past two years. He's averaged 30 goals. Yeah, like that's JVR just got seven million five years for scoring 30. But goals. JVR does more than Skinner does. Does he, though? Like, I mean, if you just boil it down to what they are, they're offensive wingers that can score 30 goals. Like, yeah. JVR's bigger. He's got better hands. Yeah. Skinner's faster. Yeah, Skinner, Right? Like, yeah. if, you, if you just boil it down to... Yeah, they got their strengths. They got their weaknesses. Yeah, Right? Sweet, but yeah. if you just boil it down, they both can score 30 goals in any given year. Yeah, seven mil. Seven and a half mil for Skinner. Seven and a half mil? I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. Would you do seven five? Brings him to 31. Oh, seven year, five mil. Yeah, seven. No, seven mil, five years. Oh, seven mil, five years. Brings him to 31. Yeah. I mean, like, if you get a young core and you can build them together too, then that's because you got Eichel for eight years. You signed him, I think, last year. His contract starts this year. So, eight years now? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, this year. And you've already locked up Risto. Yeah. You got Dallin on the... Risto's on a great contract. I was looking up at a lot of these uh, contracts. Risto's on a great contract for you guys. And he's on a six year, I think. Yeah, he's still got some term. Yeah, and then Dolan's got his rookie contract. Middlestat's got his rookie contract. Yeah. Like, I think it's a good time if you want to 
pay for a guy like that, it's a good time because he's young, he can grow up this core, get the team gelling, and hopefully make a run for it some, somewhere down the road. I uh, underrated, too, Connor Sheary. Underrated pickup for the Sabres. Oh, no, great pickup, man. That yeah. guy scored, I think he was close to 30 goals, not this year, but the last yeah, year. Yeah, with Crosby. He's playing with Crosby. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but even still, pencil, to me, I can safely pencil that guy in for 20 goals. Yeah. Right? Like, and he's a two-way for it. Like, he can do... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be for able to th- penalty for kill. $3 million a year? Because was a, it was a two-year six bill. So, yeah. for $3 million a year? Oh, I would take that. Take yeah. that heartbeat. 100%. Um, no, like, I was talking to Rich about it. Rich! Um... He, he he wants to be more upset about the Buffalo Sabres just, you know, like, being a diehard lead fan. But, like, I, just my proximity to you and everything like that and the Buffalo Sabres, where do we live? Um, I really like everything they've done. I, yeah. I, I genuinely do. It's kind of hard to argue at this point. Until we see the product on the ice, like, everything on paper looks good. Well, it's like the old adage, what, Super Bowls are won in August, right? Stanley Cups, NBA Championships, they're won in August. Uh, so when you put your team together, most teams. when you get ready. Yeah. Outside of the LA Kings in 2012 when they like snuck in and went on a run, tell me the the team that hasn't like put it all together in the offseason, done all their moves in the offseason, and it ended up getting them what they needed. Well, like, I mean, you could, you could say like the, the Patriots. Buccaneers. Patriots almost like lose players every year, and then they still happen to like. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They find the next, next guy fills in, you know, they step up and now. It's like also it's like Bill Belichick's plan is like yeah yeah, yeah. we knew he was gonna leave yeah exactly that's actually my plan we're like twelve years <laughs> down the road here guys um, no uh, and so anyways just talking with Rich um, Carter Hutton too great signing yeah underrated signing he has to break right yeah I don't know if he breaks right yeah that's the thing well Buffalo's defense has always been shaky in the past but Dolan and Risto exactly we're hoping the Bogo stays healthy yep. hoping so there's some big jumps from prospects down the pool uh, Brennan. Uh, Ghoul. Yep. And, uh, well, obviously, you hope Dallin's going to play pretty good. And here's my point, like, because I want to talk about the Leafs a little bit as well, too, just about sort of like their cap situation, signing the young guys and everything like that. Um, I think people, and it, it's really evident with the Leafs, you know, it's like, oh, they don't have a top right pairing defenseman. But if you have enough forwards that always have the puck, do you really need defensemen to keep the puck out of your zone? Like, if you have, and that's what I'm saying Buffalo's doing. Like Buffalo's now got Jack Eichel, Jeff Skinner, uh, Casey Middlestad, Connor Street. Like, guys that can take the puck and go play in the offensive zone, right? Yeah. Just because you're not scoring a goal every single time you're down there. But if you can control neutral zone and offensive zone play, it sort of mitigates the need to have this ultimate, fantastic, amazing defensive core or something like that. But, like, those guys are hard to find. For sure. Think about it like this, though. Carolina's got, everyone's like, oh, Carolina's got one of the best defensive cores in the league. They haven't made the playoffs in 10 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You need offense though, right? Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. If you have offense, like, if you can just keep the puck, it really mitigates needing that, like, all-star defenseman on the back end. And Pittsburgh... you still need the defensive core. Like, you don't need the all-star, but you still need guys to stop pucks from going... For sure. You need it. But I I would say Buffalo right now with Dolan and Risto, that's a competitive one too. Yeah, I don't know if they'll be paired together. Like, I feel like they're kind of similar style, right? But fair enough. But then so separate them on two lines. Then yeah. you have yeah. you have a game-changing defenseman on two pairings. Right? Yeah, because like, you got Scandello paired with one. You can pair Bug with the other. Yep. No, I, I liked a lot of what Buffalo did. Yeah, I'm Richard, excited for the season this year. Richard said it here, or Richard said it to me, so I'm going to quote him on this one. If Carter Hutton breaks right... They're competing for a wild card spot. That's what I'm hoping for this year. Yeah. I just want to see some competition for playoffs. But you know what? It's, it's and to me, it's okay if they don't make it. Me too. I just yeah. want to see, I just want competition. Just no, give no. us hope to watch late in the year. Yeah. I've been I want to tune out. in in March. Yeah. And like oh my god, right? <laughs> I'm tuning out on hockey so early, right? Like recently, man. It's like, well, this team's fucking rooting off. So I'm going to dive right now into the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Continue. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Um, well, we didn't ask Nick the expert's opinion on this. I'm series. just going to throw it all out there and then let him oh, just okay, say okay, right okay. or wrong after the fact about it. Uh, Nick, did you have anything, though, that you wanted to jump in on with the Buffalo Sabres other than how they're garbage? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nick has nothing to say. Um, so... He's saving the wizard for later. <laughs> he doesn't want to spoil it now. He wants yeah, to do it. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's just like, Graham's going to say some stupid yeah. shit right now, and I'm going to cut him down afterwards. Um, I got nothing on you. Sorry, no. 
So just listening to, I hear it so much. Oh, Toronto defense is just not going to do it. They're not going to do anything. You can have John Tavares, Austin Matthews, all these guys you want up front. Your defense just isn't going to do anything. I'm going to subscribe to the fact that if you have four, right now the Leafs four, on your fourth line, Tyler Ennis and Connor Brown justifiably might not have, like, they might not start all 82 games. You might be like, oh, tonight I want to put Tyler Ennis in and sit down Connor Brown. Or I want to put Connor Brown in and sit Josh Juris. They got Ennis at fourth line center. They have Ennis as, like, their 13th forward right now. Wow. Ennis last year was playing third-line minutes. Well, like, he's not the player he used to be. For sure. Is he, though, now an AHL-level player? No. I don't think so. No. Exactly, right? Um, And also, if you have Nylander, Matthews, Hyman, uh, Marlowe, Kadri, Marner, John Tavares, uh, Connor Brown, Andreas Janssen, trust me, that, that kid is... He's that good. kid is good. Well, the thing with the Leafs is like, they've like they were they were a powerhouse scoring last year, and they just added offensive talent. Yeah, exactly. Right, like it's just if you keep the puck, you another team can't score on you. Another team can't shoot the puck on you if you have the puck. Yeah, but like even just watching the Boston playoff game against Toronto, like Boston got a ridiculous amount of shots. Oh, for sure. No, and the Leafs gave up a lot of shots last year, right? Yeah. But when you're running Tyler Bozak out there. Tyler Bozak versus John Tavares is a completely different yeah, two-way oh yeah. game for sure. Hundred percent. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe not Nick. I don't know. I we'll oh, oh, chosen one. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> um, we'll save it. So I'm just going to read a little bit of uh, numbers here. So right now, let's say conservatively, Austin signs at 11.5, just so that he John Tavares has already taken less money from them. It's Austin's team. What's Tavares make again? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. What does McDavid make? 12-5. Okay. Um, let's give Austin 11-5, just because, you know, he got drafted here. We don't want to piss off the 21-year-old top five player on Nick's list. Um, so let's say Austin gets 11-5. <laughs> I'm going to read you a couple of figures right now um, for William Nylander's contract. So what do you think William Nylander gets right now, Tay? Well, he's a 30-goal scorer, isn't it? No, but he's, he's had back-to-back 61-point seasons. Okay, so I'm assuming he's probably around $7 million then, just like Skinner. $7 million? Okay. Let me read a couple of uh, comparables from the 2014 draft for you. Uh, David Pasternak, $6.6 million. He has 203 points in his career. Nick Ehlers, $6 million, 162 points in his career. William Nylander has 135 points in his career. Hmm. Now, I, I will make the argument that I think William Nylander might be better than both those players. He's, I better, he's, he's better than uh, I, Ehlers. I, I, I'm saying it's. I'm saying you can make the argument either way for David Pasternak and William Nylander. I'm going to be biased and say okay. I, I can make the argument that William Nylander just controls the game in a different way than David Pasternak. I think if I were to pick a player to have on, I'd take Pasternak over Nylander. Totally fair, totally fair. But what I will say to detract from William Nylander, um, even if I think he's better than him, 203 points versus 135 points, and they came in in the same year. That's a drastically different amount of points. So this is they came in the NHL the same year, like not drafted the same year? They were drafted the same year. William Nylander came in a year after Pasternak. Pasternak played for 40 games in his rookie year. Nylander didn't play until... Yeah, because he, he was in the AHL for two or three years, wasn't he? For the first year and a half. Year and a half, okay. And Pasternak came in, uh, in, the, in the second half of his first okay. eligible year. But still, Pasternak's at 203. William Nylander's at 135. So I'm saying, at best, William Nylander makes 6.5. Hmm. That's just where the market is. We've already talked about the market. That's where the market says William Nylander should get paid. You can honestly make the argument that he gets 6, like Nick Ehlers. Maybe Has Pasternak like, gone over 30 goals? Yeah. And uh, Ehlers? I don't think Ehlers has. I feel like once you get that 30-goal mark, you're like valued is like you like just get overvalued almost. Not overvalued, but like you're... It, it, it bumps you up a yeah. lot. It's like JVR, if JVR scores 24 goals this year, he's a $6.5 million player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Connor McDavid makes 12.5. Uh, comparable Jack Eichel makes $10 million Yeah, yeah. From the draft year. What do you think Marner gets? So Marner, I'll put him 7.5. That's what I have him here as well too. 7.5. Um, he might be the only one that I could make or that should make the argument to not sign his contract extension now because he's about to play with John Tavares. 
Yeah. Fucking Mitch Marner's liable to score 90 points this year. Yeah. They can play yeah. with John Tavares. He'll get... <laughs> That's nice. That ain't terrible. <laughs> There's um, two center at all. That's scary. <laughs> Nazem Kadri makes 4.5 as your third line center. Is he due? No, man. He's got another like three, four years on his contract. That's a good. That's a good contract to have. So I, I now I'm just like so now I put all these numbers together. My projection puts Willie at six point five, uh, Austin at eleven five, Marner at seven five, um, JT at eleven, Riley at five, uh, Nikita Zaitsev at four point five, Jake Garner at four, Travis Dermont at eight sixty three. Keep in mind Jake Garner's off the books in two years. Riley just signed too, didn't he? Yeah, Riley signed at the same time as Naz. Um, but if you're looking at sort of like your core, who you have locked locked what about up the tender. Uh, Frederick Anderson too, yeah. five million. Okay. So if you look at sort of who you have locked up over the next, call it three years, uh, the Leafs are at about fifty-one million. With that, John, John Tavares, Austin Matthews, William Nylander, Mitch Marner, Morgan Riley, uh, Zaitsev, and Dermot, because Jake Gardner is done in two years. Right. Uh, let me just read you the Edmonton Oilers situation right now. Uh, McDavid at twelve five, Leon Draisaitl at eight five, Milan Lucic at six, Nuge at six. Andre Sakara at 5.5. Oh. I know. <laughs> Oscar Clefbaum at 4.1. Um, Adam Larson at 4.1. Chris Russell at 4. Uh, Cam Talbot at 4.1. Uh, so the Leafs core that they have locked up over the next three plus years is coming in at 51 million. Uh, you're looking at an Edmonton Oilers core at about 48.8, so call it 49 million. At the same time, tell me the top Edmonton Oilers prospect. I don't know either. <laughs> I did research for this, and I was looking at guys. I'm like, I have no... I mean, maybe Nick knows. But I was like looking at these guys, and I'm no, like... I don't. I have no idea who any of you are. The Leafs, I can, na- I can name off quite a few players right now that are still going to be on their... But yeah, you're also a, you're a big Leafs fan. I, yeah, for sure, for you sure. You know their pool. I, like, I know um, the defender, Lil... Lilligren. Lilligren, yeah. You have your Lilligrens. You have your Dimitro Timoshovs, your Jeremy Barocos. You have Andrew Nielsen, Justin Hole. Uh, the two guys they signed last Even year. Even the tender, uh, Sparks. Yeah, Sparks. Um, Andreas Borgman. They have Calvin Pickard still. Uh, like, I, I, obviously I'm a Leafs fan. I, I can tell you all that, yeah, right? Yeah. But the Edmonton Oilers, I can also tell you, don't have that comparable cheap rookie contracts coming onto their team. No, no. Okay, yeah. Well, like, the Leafs are competing for the Call the Cup. I guess I just and, wanted and to talk it. about how great the Leafs are. Like, yeah, like, the, I Marley, guess the Marlies won I, it this year, did they not? They did. And they were they lost it last year in the finals, right? Uh, or or with close. The West or Eastern Conference finals. Yeah, it's like, it was. when you have that kind of talent pool coming up, like, that's good news. But I'm saying, it. like, if your money is getting locked in and, like, you, you've proven your case for market value for those guys, if you're locking in at $3 million more than what the Edmonton Oilers have locked in, you're sitting fucking pretty. I'm just I'm sick and tired of people saying, well, they don't have any any defensemen or anything like that. Pittsburgh won the cup in 2016. You know who the top two defensemen on that team was? Ole Matta, Justin Schultz. I'm taking Travis Dermott, Nikita Zaitsev, and Morgan Riley over those two. Any day of the week. Yeah. It's it's but I guess because they got the I was gonna say the offense on Pittsburgh, but the offense on Toronto's gonna be lethal too. Patrick Marlowe, man. Like I don't even I, I don't even about, I, I don't in, I didn't include them on this list because he's done in two years anyways, right? Wow. Is Marlowe gonna be skating top two line? He's gotta be. I think they're putting him with uh, Nylander and Matthews, <laughs> and then they're doing Hyman, JT, and uh, and Marner with Kadri, oh, someone and someone doesn't even matter. Really doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah well. I still think I am. I guess I'm guilty to be one of those people. I think the Leafs' defense is hurting hurting them right now. But like, is it their weakest part? Hundred percent, absolutely, hundred percent. But I, I think it's the difference between it being your weak. The Nashville Predators have a really great defensive core. Yeah. Do they have? They won a Stanley Cup. They made a Finals, but they have they won a Stanley Cup. Carolina Hurricanes. Everyone's like, oh, they have a great defensive core. They want Calgary Flames. Everyone's like, oh, they have the great uh, defensive core. Sean Moynihan and Johnny Goudreau. And yeah. James Neal. I'm like, you, I, I get it. Like, it's nice to have that defensive core. It like, is, that's it is. That's a style that you can build from. But I have the mindset, uh, Ford, if Ford's had the puck in the offensive zone, kind of negates the need for these top-pairing defensemen. It's, can the saying be said, defense wins championships in hockey? Let's look at, like, look at, I guess, like, Pittsburgh, is that the only outlier 
Nets won the Stanley Cup without a solid defense. You go back to the Chicago days. They had great defense as well as the scoring. Yeah. It's a little bit more balanced, I'd say. Right? Yeah. But you know what? Maybe it is the argument that you can make. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Hockey is a possession game, right? What are you drinking? Uh, bud. <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking? Just give him a bud. What's in the fridge? Give him a bud. Um... <laughs> Nick asked what we wanted, like if we wanted beers, and they went to the fridge and then came back. He's like, "What do you guys want?" <laughs> um, it's it's a but it's a possession game. If you have the puck sixty percent of the time, yeah, but that's I feel like that's a uh, like. Do you think getting John Tavares is going to have them control the puck all that much more? Yes. Even though last year Over they time. had all those shots still shot on on. on Absolutely, the I do. Absolutely, I do. Tyler Bozak is a good offensive player, and he was he was a fifty percent possession player. 49-50% possession player. John Tavares is a 56-58% to 58% possession player. So 8% more of the time, 8% more of a game. So what's a game? 60 minutes? What's 8% of 60 minutes, Nick? 8% of 60 minutes? Yeah. Uh, That's okay. I wasn't expecting anyone to get that answer. I guess like 7.5 minutes? Something like that? Something like that. Like 8 times 7 is 56. So yeah. yeah. So if you have the puck 7 more minutes in a game, just have the puck in the offensive zone. Your shots will be reduced, but I don't know. And your scoring chances increase. Are increased, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. I think John. Tavares I don't. I don't like. I'm, the Leafs have a good team going into this season. They're gonna put up a fight for a chance to get to the cup. Yeah. Or even win the cup. Let's like, talk about it like this as well too. They will have. I think it's about five and a half to six million dollars in cap space plus assets at the trade deadline. I guess the the one thing that you can say is if the Leafs don't do it, it's going to be due to their defense, and that's what the whole argument is right now. We'll see. Right? It's, it's a, you can, I can understand that argument, though. I can understand why you would say that. and make. That but they argument. are calling about uh, Pareko. Oh, Colton uh, from, yeah. from St. Louis. Yeah, I did see that. I don't know, man. I don't know what they would, like, what would they offer for that. With I don't know if that's what you want either, right? Like, yeah, he's a two-way defenseman, but he's still more offensively inclined, right? As opposed to it. Defend. Like, if you could just somehow get... He's young, too. Yeah, he's like 24. If you could somehow get Chris Tanev. Like, Chris Tanev just... To me, he's the only person that moves the needle for me. If you're going to get just, like, a defenseman that's available... He's Vancouver? Yeah. But he just plays the game the right way. Like, yeah, he doesn't score offensively, but we don't need any more offensive defensemen or offensive players. So you want, like, a Ryan Suter? Yeah, exactly. Just go... Fine, whatever. Chew me 28 minutes a game. Yeah. I don't care. Just pass me the puck. Pass me the puck, the puck right? They're going to take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if you can go get any defenseman, it doesn't even need to be a Ryan Suter or a Chris Tanev. If you can just go get that defenseman that just 10 times out of 10 makes the right play. Yeah. Then you're fine. Like, and that can be a $4 million player. It doesn't need to be a Drew Doughty. No, 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 exactly. They yeah. just need the core. They need this, a, a strong core, which I don't know if they have that. On defense? Yeah. I don't For think sure. they need that all-star. Like, I agree with that statement, but yeah. I don't think they have the strong core right now. But, like, they're off, like you're saying, their offense could I'd be good that, enough. Yeah, I, I, but I guess I see what you're saying, right? Like, if you were just looking at it, it's Riley. Riley is the only one you can guarantee, say, is a stud on that team, right? Yeah. And Kita Zaitsev has had a down year. Travis Dermont, still a little young. Lilligren's not in the league yet, right? Yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying. For sure. If you have that solid core with that offense, that's hard to bet against. Um, Nick. I agree with everything that's been said. I'm happy that both of your guys' teams are looking good for the future. That's very nice of you. Well, I mean, Graham seems been looking good. <laughs> His hasn't. Maybe yours yeah. is a little more advanced than the Sabres, but... They've, I'm glad, though, too. I'm glad. They've they've righted a lot of ships this offseason. They've turned a lot. They, they've turned a lot. Man, I gotta, I gotta give credit to Jason Botterill. That too, guy man. just came in, and he's... Putting some good Considering work. they're on like their third management structure since 2012, 2013. Well, Tim Murray like destroyed that. They just, he was just, who'd they have after? They had some guy no, after. No, Tim Murray. No, it was Tim Murray, and then they had someone briefly, right? And then came Botterill. They had some guy for like 14 months. Well, they, no, they had Darcy Reg Regier. Regier. Before Tim Murray? Tim Murray. Oh, and then Tim Murray. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, both of those guys were terrible. Darcy, yeah, both yeah. of them did. Like, in 14 <laughs> months, you did a lot of damage on this team. But Tim Murray's the best for just drafting Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel? Yeah. <laughs> that will go down in infamy for sure. No, um, maybe, like, uh, Buffalo Sabres, he just walked up. Are proud to name. select at Jack seventh Eichel. overall. He just walks up to the stage. Jack Eichel. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he did. That's all, all he did. All I did. 
Um, then you got Jack Eichel crushing Bud Lights. Bud Light Levin. We know. Um, all right, so Nick, I want to hear... Uh, we're going to dive a little bit into basketball. I want to hear a little bit what you have to say about uh, Kawhi Leonard. It's marinated a little bit more. I'm going to want to get to, to hear from Tay as well, too. But just where, where are you at? Like, Do you feel confident after you know the Nick Nurse meeting, the, the picture that was posted? Um, we haven't really heard anything. With him and Nurse? Uh, nah. Bobby Webster, Bobby Webster, Messiah, and yeah, okay. Kawhi. Yeah. But then, like the Nick Nurse meeting came out, and it was like we had this great meeting. Yeah, yeah. Like, has your opinion, has your stance changed? No, and I, I'm, I'm on the same page as Taylor. I, I'm like I like, I don't know. You pay attention kind of to what the media is saying, but a lot of it's smoke and mirrors. I think yeah. you kind of gotta wait until the season comes and see what this trade's all about. Um, because of course Nick Nurse is gonna say yeah Kawhi's like beaming to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kyle Lowry's doesn't look very happy. I mean, of course he's not right now. Um, he's in a hard spot, man. His best friend just got traded. For yeah. sure. I mean, he's trying to support his best friend, but at the same time, he's still employed by the Raptors. I like, think let's Kawhi put it this Leonard's, way. I think Kyle Lowry's probably secretly pretty excited. Me and Taylor were just talking about that. I think he's pretty excited. We said it's a possibility. We said, well, even if he was excited and maybe he thought it could help him out. No, 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 no. He wouldn't portray that in the media. And I think that's fine. That's fine with me, right? Yeah. Because... I think they're going to develop... Well, they have to. I don't know, man. Kyle Lowry's a very stubborn person. Yep. Yeah. But here's the thing. Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan hated each other. Uh, Yeah, at one point. When Kyle Lowry came. They they hated each other. When he got traded there, he said... uh, so Kyle Lowry got traded in August of 2012. DeRozan said he's like, we said four words to each other until like uh, the failed trade with the Knicks. Right. So that uh, okay. was, oh, so, no, so it was summer 2013, I should say. My apologies. Well, Kyle Lowry did not want to be in Toronto. Exactly, right? So it was the failed trade to the Knicks no around December does. 2013. But then Masai did the Rudy Gay trade to Sacramento, right? And just completely changed everything. So they didn't say anything to each other for seven months. They said four words to each other for seven months. And then they're best friends. Kyle so Lowry's hope. Kyle Lowry just uh, winning the, changes everything. Kyle Lowry's no, on a five-year high of winning, and then they just got a better team. Winning helps. Winning helps <laughs> a lot. That's why I, I, I don't know. I'm for it. It sucks that it happened the way it did, but I don't know. I think I'm not retracting anything I said, but I, I I'm just looking forward to see what Kawhi brings to the table. Hopefully it works out for the Raptors, and hopefully the locker room isn't in a bad place. Yeah. And well, I think it'll be okay. And and here's the thing, right? I, I mean, I don't get, but Kawhi Leonard just you you cannot know. What if Kawhi Leonard all of a sudden is just like, man, this is like this place is just fan fucking fantastic, right? Like we we have no idea what his motivations no. are, what his thought process. We never will. He's not going to say anything. Which is good and bad. Like, it's bad because you don't know, but it's also good because, oh, everyone, Steve, everyone says he's going to Los Angeles. He's going to Los Angeles. Everything we do, supposedly, know has not even been from Kawhi. Exactly. No, exactly, right? Like, so you have no idea, yeah. right? Everyone says he's going to Los Angeles. Everyone says he's going to Los Angeles. Kawhi Leonard, the quietest guy in the world that doesn't say anything, wants to go play in Los Angeles where LeBron James is? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but th- that's what I'm saying, right? Like, that goes against everything I know about his personality, which is very little. Yeah, it's just strange that like you had someone like obviously, regardless if you want to s- stay out of the media and stuff as like an athlete or celebrity or whatever, like at some point you're gonna be brought to the limelight. I think, especially when you're like of his caliber, like yeah. a player, top five player, and like when your contracts coming yeah, but up, and he then... is a top five player, but. Like, you don't hear Kawhi Leonard very often as much as you hear LeBron James, and I think Russell that, Westbrook, James Harden. And I think that Curry. was part of what Kawhi was upset about, is that you didn't hear. So, like, did you hear, like, the stories that came out? That I think he's underrated amongst the, those names of players. He's not underrated. Everyone has him rated top five, but he just doesn't get the publicity like everyone else gets. Yeah. Well, like, the, the story that came out when he got traded there was uh, in the 2016 All-Star Game in Toronto, Kawhi Leonard was, like, kind of taken back because he was just using like the NBA transportation. He was doing all like the NBA sanctioned events and stuff like that. And Russell Westbrook was coming in with limousines and people were having after parties at this club and doing this over here and stuff like that. 
And it just never occurred to Kawhi Leonard to do that because all he ever heard in San Antonio was the system, the system, the system, the system, right? Like the Spurs, that, that's what you are, that's what we are, that's all we ever do. And I think he just liked that. So I think all Toronto really needs to do is just give him what he wants. I also right? heard on that weekend he didn't leave his room because he hated how cold it was. Yeah, outside. he hated how cold it was as well too, right? <laughs> Jim but, for rude away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be warm. But he'll climatize. Yeah, everyone does. <laughs> I mean, you get paid in American dollars, taxed in Canadian dollars. I just don't, I don't think money yeah. is the motivator for Kawhi. I don't think if he d- does decide to reside in Toronto, I don't think it's because of the money. I agree. What would it be then? I think it's because he actually likes the place and he likes he he thinks he can build something. Winning, it. yeah. Winning. I don't think Kawhi is a guy that's gonna milk someone for money. I think he's clearly not. He just exactly. He's already given up eighty million dollars. That's right. He's yeah, like a exactly. humble dude with his money. But at some point, so kid from Fresno State lost his dad at a young age. Um... So he turned down two or five years, two hundred twenty or two hundred nineteen million dollars. So the max he can sign with the Raptors is five years, one hundred ninety. So he just—that's what thirty million dollars he lost there. If he leaves the Raptors, the most he can sign for is four years, one hundred forty. Is he going to give up eighty million dollars? Yeah, but you could look at it that way, or you could also look at it like he's still making. What's that? One hundred forty million. Yeah. For four years. Devin Booker just got to play basketball. Yeah, to play Devin, basketball. But, but Devin Booker. Just got five years, one hundred fifty-eight million dollars. At what point does your ego then sort of say, "Fuck Devin Booker"? Tom Brady is the like ten, ninth paid, highest paid quarterback. Tom Brady and the Patriots are. Tom I, Brady and the Patriots are like. I'm excusing Tim Duncan and the Spurs. But clearly that upset Kawhi Leonard. Okay, yeah. Clearly, clearly that upset Kawhi. And that's just kind of what's going on in the NFL and, right now. And least, least we forget. The NBA used to not have a salary cap. Like, Tim Duncan, in those early 2000 years, was making $35 million. They didn't have a salary cap before? Oh, no, no. It was just like, you could balloon and do whatever you want. Like, Tim Duncan was making When did that come in? Uh, see, or it would be... When was the lockout? 2011? 2011. Oh, that. Yeah, the, the start of the 2011-2012 season. Huh. Like, because that's what everyone got pissed off at Michael Jordan, because Michael Jordan used to, like rack home $38 million contracts plus all the money he made doing everything else. And Tony Kukoc is making $7 million. <laughs> right? Just because, like, they had no power. There was no, like, restricted free agency offer sheets and stuff like that. Like, that wasn't really a thing. It was just superstars got paid and scrubs didn't. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I get it. Kyle Leonard doesn't seem like he's motivated by money. But at some point, when you're a top five, top four player... Do you just say, I gotta get some fucking money? I think that, yeah, even if you're humble, I think that they are still somewhat concerned with what they're being paid compared to other people. They're, they're uh, comparable colleagues, I guess you could say. Like, like at some point... Being a top five player, yeah. At some point, you are weighing that in your own head. Yeah. But it may not be their top priority, and I don't think it would be Kawhi's top priority. I don't think so either. Like, I don't think he's out to be like, I need to be... If he like, did, he wouldn't care where he was playing. He'd sign the Spurs. You yeah. just would have signed with the Spurs, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is very true. I think I think winning is the ultimate thing in his mind. Like, he wants to win. Well, then, if that's the case, like, he could have stayed in the Spurs, too. Yeah, but he obviously... He still won how many games without him last year. But there's more going on exactly. there that no one still really knows a whole lot about. Dude, have The you only thing going on there was between Kawhi. Nothing else. There's no drama around them. Only surrounding Kawhi. Kawhi and who, though? Like... Quine the team, the entire team. (laughs) Oh, like his relationship with the players? Tony Tony Parker Parker called him out. The reason it's been rumored that the reason the San Antonio Spurs didn't sign Tony Parker uh, was because they're just like, we're still trying to work stuff out with Kawhi. We can't bring you back. Oh, they didn't get along. Yeah. No, Tony Parker said Kawhi's injuries, my injury was 10 times worse than Kawhi's injury, and I was playing by now. Yeah. And like Tony Parker said all the right things that Charlotte was offering me a better uh, spot in the rotation and yada, 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 and minutes and everything like that. They can say that all they want. San Antonio said... I honestly thought that. When I saw that signing, I'm like, this is a, this is a last-minute pitch to say, Kawhi, yeah, you, exactly. we prioritize that's, you over everyone else. That, that's all it was. It was just like, Tony Parker hasn't been a league... Tony Parker hasn't been a league-average point guard. A league-average point guard since 2014. This guy's a Spurs yeah, legend. No, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and that's what I'm saying. He hasn't been average since 2014. That was four years ago. Yeah. So... 
I don't know. I don't know. I mean, anywhere that he's rumored to be signing, Brooklyn, New York, or Los Angeles, all have higher taxes than Toronto. I don't know. I don't know what money plays in Kawhi's. Kawhi's I don't know. You don't. We don't know anything about Kawhi. I guess that's yeah. We don't. <laughs> we do not. We do not know anything. We, All I know is I just I. Okay, well I'm not even getting into it. I want to hear it. <laughs> I want to hear it. I don't want to text you for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I should. My stance hasn't changed yet. I'm. I just think. Nothing's 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 shown me to change my stance yet. I got to see what happens. I want to see them on the court. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I do think that this trade has now hurt Toronto's future just just with like their uh, attraction for players. I think now Toronto's got almost got a black flag. Like, this is how you treat your star players. Like, why would I go there type thing. Fair. And I think that that's going to hurt them in the future when they got to try and sign free agents or keep guys from leaving. I mean, they never really had the ability to sign free. Like, they were never a big player. But so that's how they treat their star players. But Kawhi Leonard's a superstar. How do you treat your superstar players? This is the first superstar that the Raptors have ever had. Oh, come on, Vince. Bro, Vince in his day, he was a superstar. How can you not say that? Vince in early 2000s? Superstar? Nate K, you got McGrady, you got like you got Kobe, you got Tim Duncan, you got Shaq, and you got Vince, you got Allen Iverson was still Allen Iverson. Grant Hill, man. Grant Hill. If you get throw Grant Hill in there, how do you not have Vince Carter in there? Grant Hill was better than Vince Carter before the injuries. Go watch old Grant Hill highlights, man. Go watch old Grant Hill highlights, dude. That guy was a skinnier LeBron James. Vince Carter was taking Toronto to the Raptors on his back, or playoffs on his back. To the second round. Yeah, but like... So did DeMar DeRozan. But DeMar DeRozan had a team around him. And all he did was get to the... I guess I see what you're saying. There. Vince Carter had nobody. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not ready to say superstar. I don't know. I'd have to go back and relook at Vince. Vince had a couple of 28-point seasons, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's not... You can't just score 28 points in the NBA. No problem. <laughs> that doesn't just happen. Um, Growing trees nowadays. Yeah. Oh, let me just grab that 28. Yeah. <laughs> 788. Oh, it's on sale. Um, yeah, uh, I guess we just need to see the, I just want to see, I want to see the season. We need, we need October to come. I want to see the season. Yeah. Yep. Like I'm still a Raptors fan, so I want to see them succeed. I want Kawhi to somewhat succeed. You seem a little, uh, better than you were two weeks ago. How about that? I, this is, I want DeRozan. When DeRozan comes to the ACC, or sorry, the Scotiabank Center. Uh, Scotiabank Arena. Scotiabank Arena. Yeah. Uh, I just want him to drop 60. Just, just get your, just get your buckets and just fucking point to Messiah at the end of the game and walk off just the court. I don't, point at I don't know if that's gonna happen. I um, I was hearing a great story that uh, when Scotiabank got the, <laughs> that's okay. Come on in, come on down. We got the only Cleveland Brown fan. Yeah, oh, world. he won't come back. <laughs> oh, he's dog pound baby. Dog pound baby. That's it. I don't think we should ever talk ever again about anything. <laughs> um, I do not approve of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> the Super Bowl champions, according to Jervis Landry. Uh, beer's mandatory, does not sanction uh, Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. um, I heard the Scotiabank uh, Arena when it was getting named. They uh, Everyone was like, let's call it the Scotiabank Gardens, but Scotiabank nixed it because... Oh, okay. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Uh, but Scotiabank nixed it because they were just like, everyone's going to call it the Gardens. Right. No one's going to call it Scotiabank. That's no, very true. I'm like... It's pretty smart. I'm like, fuck off, Scotiabank. But it's pretty smart. It's brilliant. They're calling it the Gardens? No. No. Everyone wanted them to call it Scotiabank Gardens. Because it was all like Maple Leaf Gardens, right? Paying homage to the old school. Exactly, right? But then then Scotiabank executives were like, well, then everyone will just call it the Gardens. Like, no one's going to call it the arena, right? Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Scotiabank. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, Scotiabank is still going to be called the ACC, so. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's why, Rogers, it's why it's still the Scotiabank. Like, how do you abbreviate the Scotiabank Center? Like, there's nothing to believe about that. The Scotiabank. Yeah, exactly. The (laughs) Scotiabank Arena. But exactly, like, you're not going. What do you call that? You don't. You're just saying, I'm going to go to the Leafs game tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Or the Ratchet. You're not going to say anything. You're just like, oh, okay. Um, Uh, Carmelo Anthony? Carmelo. It's my boy. I know he is. What do you think about him? 
I like Camarlo, but I think he's got to accept his sixth man role because he'd be a he'd win sixth man of the year every year if he does that. Oh, but I I know when I should come around the bench and it's not right now. It's like, <laughs> it's like when you play beside CP3 to Harden. Yeah, it's now because I'm you're so not going to get your touches sorry, anyway. bro. Yeah. It is now. <laughs> when you can't play defense at all, you didn't play defense once in your 15-year career, and now it's 34. Like, the Houston Rockets are a good defensive team. They had the sixth best defensive rating in the league last year. Yeah, but they've, like we've mentioned before, they've lost two key defenders. Yeah, so replacing them with Melo. Yeah. In the now you're sounding like Skip Bayless. But that's insane. <laughs> no. ah. I'm feeling clean all of a sudden. Um, Man, I, shit, I've been listening to these guys it. all week, and I they talk about that mellow Rockets and LeBron man they, they never they don't stop talking about LeBron Shannon does not stop talking about LeBron no but man. that situation man like they talk about that all the time and uh but what I'm saying is so you bring Melo in as a starter no you're yeah fucked. Well, that... you're fucked like I'm just I'm he's the fourth option on the starting lineup I'm giving the ball to Clint Capella more than I'm giving the ball to Carmelo Anthony you don't the, pay the you like, don't if... pay someone 80 million dollars to then be like... Could you imagine him on the bench, though? A sixth man? Melo Mello would light the league on fire as a sixth man. That's all I want him to be, yeah. is the sixth man. Man, just come on this... All your job to do as a sixth man is come on the court and score. Or give the ball to Eric Gordon so he can score. Yeah. That's it. Mello, like, just realize what you can do. They give you an average 20 on the, coming off the bench still. And you know what's funny? I was saying it to... And, like, LeBron James uh, said it this week as well, too. Some of the best players in the... Or some people in the Hall of Fame. Bill Walton won an MVP, a finals MVP, and then was the sixth man in Boston. Yeah. Like, won two more championships. I don't know, man. I think he's just got in his head, like, I'm a superstar. I don't deserve to come off the bench like this. Like, Dwayne Wade's come off the bench. He just he accepted yeah. his role. And that makes you delusional and unaware of who you are. And I, I've said it a ton of times. I say it a lot in my personal life. If you don't know who you are, then, like, if you're not perfectly aware of who you are and how people view you, you're done. Like, you just don't have a, you just don't have a spot in this world. Like, I just have, this world has no time for self-delusion. Apparently it does with Trump as president. Well, to even like, go back, like, Dwayne Wade was hesitant to take his role early in the year, and then he ended up doing it, and then, he, like, he resurged his career on coming off the bench, almost. Yeah. Like, when he was You're in playing, Cleveland, were you, were, you, were you lobbying for him to come back this year, or were you like, it's time to retire? Like, you almost No, because like, he start. He, they made him start it. They put JR on the bench to start, and then, yeah. like, eight games in, they switched it, and I was like, yeah, Dwayne Wade, you're just going to go carve up lesser opponents. Yeah. It's like, a, I think it's a natural and hard... It would be a natural it's way of ego dealing with... Shake. At first, it would be hard to deal with, for sure, if you were, like, a superstar or yeah. an all-star and ended up having to play this, like, backhand role. But, like, you'd think that Melo would have figured that out by now. Like, he's 34 years old and hasn't been, like, the all-star he used to be for a while now. It's two years. Two years he hasn't been the all-star? Well, I guess three... No, I, I would... I agree with Nick. Four years since he was, like, a peak player. Because the All-Star game up until 2016 still relied heavily on fan voting. Yeah. So, like, every year... Dwayne last Wade, two years every year, Dwayne, every year, Dwayne Wade was a starter in the All-Star game, and the guy's averaging 20 points on inefficient shooting. But it's just because the fans... He was a brand name, and he yeah. got voted. Yeah. So I agree with you, Nick. Four years ago, he was a peak player. Yeah. But even that... Even more head-scratching is, like... Didn't Melo get D'Antoni fired? And now he's now the head coach at Melo again in Houston. And like that really? should also be yeah. that should also be a sobering thought to Melo is that so four years ago or five years ago when he got D'Antoni fired, New York sided with Carmelo Anthony. Houston's not siding with Carmelo Anthony. No. Right? Well that was Melo's team. This is now this is Harden's team, which works. I would say it's Harden Paul's D'Antoni's team, Clint Capella's team, Daryl Morey's team, then maybe Melo. Maybe. No, it's not even being like Melo's yeah, it's not his team at like He's joining this team. Like, he's got. A, he's walking on rocks right now, man. Like he can be cut in, like not cut, but like he's not guaranteed a spot on this team next year. Harden's not legal going anywhere. Like you know what I mean? I guarantee you, he he plays like uh, sporadically throughout the playoffs. Guarantee you, he plays less than fifty total. Oh, minutes I think it depends on if he's gonna no I don't, accept this role or not. Here's the thing: even as a six man, you can't leave him out there defensively in the playoffs when you can't be giving up buckets. You come like you mean uh, crunch time, like late fourth quarter. Like I'm talking, like if he's playing, it's the last four minutes of the first quarter in the playoffs, kind of thing. That's it. That's it. Like I'm not even putting him in at the end of half or anything like that, or in the third quarter, because half is such a momentum swing, and at the end of the third quarter, it's such a momentum swing into the fourth. 
I don't know. I think you got to play more than that, man. This guy can still but get you, buckets. Eric Gordon can get buckets. Melo can get buckets himself. Eric Gordon can get buckets himself, man. That guy's had some legit six-man worthy campaigns. Yeah, but Eric Gordon relies a lot. I guess that's the new NBA's three-point shot, right? So. Yeah. Um, I just I was I was talking about it with you guys before. I just think it's so funny that he was with the superstar that was delusional and had no idea who he was anymore in the NBA, Allen Iverson. And then Allen Iverson's career basically fizzled out after Denver. And it's like, Carmelo was there. Carmelo witnessed that happening. And he can't accept it. Yeah. It's just like, eh, time. If he does accept that rule, though, like that makes Houston pretty dangerous, I think. I think that's his only choice, though. No, he's not. He's the, he's the starter right now. Well, he's he's um, going to be the starter to come start of the season. No, James Ennis. You think so? 3 and D. He plays defense. Carmelo doesn't. You think that the first game of the year, Melo sit on the bench? Yeah. Really? Bet you it's Clint Capella, Ryan Anderson. See, like, now why, why, not, why don't you just put Melo the four then? Because like, Oklahoma City asked him to do it last year. Didn't do it. Mike D'Antoni asked him to do it in New York. Got him fired. People asked him about He'd it. Be better, he's better people, off than Ryan Anderson. People asked him about it this offseason. He said, no, I'm a three. <laughs> All right, man. Then you got to guard LeBron. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, no, because he'll be playing bench scrubs. I know, but if he wants to start, that's what he wants to do. Exactly, right? No, <laughs> exactly. Like, but that's what I'm saying. You can't put and like, who do they have at the four behind? They don't have anyone but Ryan Anderson at the four right now. I guess they, they kind of they stretch PJ Tucker down there. You can put PJ Tucker out there, right? But I would rather PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker's too small to be the four, man. That's what I'm saying. He's six foot six. Like, yeah, he's a tough defender, and he can guard a four on a switch. Yeah. But I don't want him starting on no, on fucking. Serge Ibaka is, I guess, what I'm saying. Like, I'll just use the Raptors example, right? Serge Ibaka will win that matchup. Yeah, just by height. Just by simple height. Yeah. Exactly, right? No, nah, man, I, I don't know. I think it's... It, it's a It'll fine, be interesting to watch. I it's think. a fine sign by Houston, but... The, it could be... It could blow up in their faces, man. It could. I can see him being a distraction. I can see Chris Paul being like, dude, you're my friend, but fuck off. Like, <laughs> well, I heard that those two are, like, the closest in that little of group. The, of the group? Yeah. Well, Chris Paul cares a lot about winning. I, I know that. Yeah. Let's see how close they are if Melo's doing his shit. Yeah. Right? But it's funny because they asked James Harden about this, right? And he's like, yeah, well, let's have to accept our roles. <laughs> it's like, Basically it's like you know, yeah. James Harden's still getting his shots. Yeah, you yeah. know Chris Paul's still getting his shots. Clint who's, Capella, who's accepting their role? Clint Capella's <laughs> yeah. getting his shots. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a subtle dig to Milo and be like, hey man, you know what we want you to be. This get in your lane. Know your role. Yeah, know your exactly. Role. Pick a lane. Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, just one last thing uh, and I'll just sort of open it up to discussion. The Toronto Blue Jays traded Roberto Asuna. Yeah, I kind of, you kind of thought Had that was, to happen. It's going to happen. 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 Um, yeah. Houston's getting a lot of flack for it. But they got a good, they got a good haul, man. They got the Houston's 10th best prospect, third best prospect, and then a closer Giles, who's in a down year, but he's, he's had he's a 2.92 ERA career or something. And his uh, underlying numbers, like his ground out rate and stuff like that are pretty good. Yeah, like as well too. he's in a down year, but you still got the he had two top 10 prospects. He had 37 saves last year when they won the World Series. There you go. Right? Like. Wow. So like, as soon as, like. I, I get it, man. Like, Osuna's young. He looked like he was going to be probably one of the next best closers the game's going to see. Yep. But, but you can't like, do it. You can't. You know, it's, it's hard f- to be the team that it happens on, right? Like, Houston yeah. can accept him. It's like... Well, but here's the thing. Houston's getting flack like crazy because uh, Houston was one of the... Because Houston had some problems about two or three years ago, and they did, like, a huge organizational restructure, and they're, like, zero domestic violence policy kind of thing. <laughs> and then you go and trade for Roberto Osuna. And it's like... Has Osuna... Like, is he guilty? I I don't even think it's been a trial yet. No, no. He, he plans to plead... His court case... But that's the thing, too, right? Like, you're... Closing was not a need for the Houston Astros. They had Ken Giles. Yeah, he was having a down year, but... He was, he was often down. Yeah, he was in triple A. But that wasn't because he was, like... He's at a 4.72 year area right now, I think. But that's not unplayable. That's... He had a fight with the manager. Oh. Like, 4.72 is not great. That's not what you want from your closing. But that's not send a guy who last year had 37 saves to the minors bad. Relievers are notorious for, like, yeah. one great year, one bad year, right? Like, you know, he got he got sent down because baseball, of, I feel. Baseball's <laughs> nuts, dude. But, like, he, yeah. some people are saying the Jays are, like, they should have just cut him. And cut Osuna? That's what they're saying. Because they're just, like, they shouldn't have uh, basically profited 
off of someone who's being charged. <laughs> what I know. It's like who's saying this? Houston Astro fans? Uh, I think we're like really progressive, like you know, social warriors. Oh, it's 2018. Right? Just like, cut them. That's what they say. They're like, the, it's, yeah. The Jays. So it's like the Jays spent money, developed an asset, spent all this time training and developing and everything like that, and they're just going to cut him because of something he did. In his Unproven lawsuit right now that he did or didn't do in his personal life. It's like it's it's a shitty situation for everyone involved. But I think the, I think it was a great. I asset. think the Jays handled it fine. I think it was a great. Get asset. Him off. They, they suspended him. him. They suspended him. Didn't support him. You didn't hear about him at all. No. And then traded just randomly. They, yeah, they, they took whatever it. they could get. Yep. I think it was Happened smart. to be a great deal. I think it was smart asset managed by the Jays. I think the Jays handled the entire situation great. I yeah, think. I got no issues with it. Yeah. No, I, I just I just wanted to bring it up. No, I don't know. Open discussion. Anyone have anything they want to add? Or? So is uh, Donaldson can't be moved anymore, right? Or is there there's like two trade clauses in there? Or trade uh, deadlines? Two trade deadlines. So it's the waiver and non-waiver deadline. So basically, before July 31st, no player has to clear waivers. And then before August 31st, you have to clear waivers. So, like, Donaldson makes $20 million. He clears waivers. Like, no one can just add $20 million to their salary kind of thing. Hmm. And what happens is if... So, say I did want to trade Donaldson and I put him down and someone claimed him, I could either only trade him to that team or uh, keep him. Just, like, take him off waivers and bring him back to my team. Oh, okay. But if you put him down and he clears waivers, you can trade him to any team at that point. So, why wouldn't someone just claim him if they really wanted him? Type thing like say like you have a huge need at third base or about to go for a play stay, uh, playoff run. Like, well, why would you just claim him so then no other team can get him but you? Well, then the Jays can just take him back. Right, but you have the, the, then you're all like you're giving yourself the best chance still. Like you still have to offer trade, right? You know I guess I mean? so, right? Like, but that, why would why would I think that'd be? But if I were the Jays, I wouldn't. I mean, if I were Donaldson, if I were the Jays and some team did that, then they're gonna offer a low ball deal, right? Because they're the only team that they can deal with. If I were the Jays, I would take him back. And if I were Donaldson, I sign again with the Jays for a year, because he had the shittiest year. Sign again for the Jays, right? Like get the most money you can from your current team. But are the Jays going to trade him next year at the trade deadline? But would they? Re- do they even want to resign him? Like it looks like they're just trying to sell house right now and rebuild. That it's smart asset management to it's sign. Called him. Vlad up to AAA. Yeah, they yeah. got a, they got a guy that coming in right at third base next year probably. Fine, run Donaldson at the DH. It's just smart asset management. If you can sign him for the most money and he can rebuild some of his value next year, do that. It's just smart asset management. So who's to say that he doesn't, like, what if he has a similar year he has this year? Well, then Josh Donaldson fizzles out and you got his best years from him. Yeah. I don't it's, know. To me, to me, next year it'll be what... Uh, to me, I think at this point, just move on. Just, like, yeah. go with the young guns. It, to me, though, it might almost be like what they did with Jose Batista. Like, they last year, they brought him back for 17.5, thinking maybe he'll do something, maybe he yeah. won't. And he didn't do anything, yeah. right? Yeah. So then they moved on from him. But I think, I think Donaldson's Don- under 30, isn't he? Or what's no, his? he's thir- he'll be like 32 or 33. Oh, yeah? Okay. And Jose Batista was 36 when they did that, 37. Yeah. So I'm like, I would still, if Donaldson be he, Donaldson's still a good player in my mind. I agree. And if Donaldson will sign for a year to try to rebuild his value, and then you can trade him at the trade deadline next year... I don't see why you wouldn't do that. That's just smart asset management. Put him at DH. Let Vlad come and play third. But just put him at DH or something. They got Camo still? Like, is he under contract? Who? Uh, Morales? Yeah, one more year after this. Yeah, uh, I thought the Jays were going to try. I thought they were going to trade Donaldson, but I guess, yeah, like you said, they're probably not getting anything they want, any value. And Donaldson's not going to get a five year deal anywhere. Won't even get a two year deal anywhere. This next up offseason, you mean? Yeah. He'll get a one-year deal from other teams, and the Jays could just give him the most money. So, like, stay here for another year, and then we'll trade you next year. And you're back at it. I don't know. That would be smart asset management for me. Yeah. The Jays need to do something, because that's a pretty uh, competitive uh, division in the MLB. My brother well, my brother asked if I wanted to go see Vladdy in Buffalo, so... That'd be cool. If we get tickets, I'll let you guys know. We'll go over to... Yeah, I always wanted to go check out one of those games. I remember we were playing on it last year. It just never happened. Might even be closer than like driving to Toronto to see a Jays game. Mm, definitely would be. Yeah. Better traffic. Maybe not after. The, well, how many Probably people Probably after go? the game. It's yeah. like Buffalo buys these yeah. games. It's not like a Sabres right yeah, now. Yeah, they could be a little more heavy though now that Vlad's there. It will be for sure. That's going to drive attendance up, I think. Yeah, just yeah. him being there. Not enough to We've be We've like, gone from 7,000 to 8,100 <laughs> people today. Down at Coca-Cola Field. <laughs> Where do we live? Where do we live? 
<laughs> um, God, it was good to get back into it. It's been a weird two weeks, guys. It had been a weird, kind of quiet two weeks. Our fans were upset. Yeah, the entirety we had of, a few texts. The entirety of all of our French listeners were just uh, upset to the bleu. It's like we're getting everyone hooked, and then we just yeah. like ran, heroin ran out of our supply. Yeah, there we get It just draws them in more. Yeah, Nick's been watching The Wire, guys. Uh, <laughs> if you're wondering that where, is these, where these references are coming that from, that is true. Um, all right, anyone have anything? No, sexy to say. Preseason soon. Football. Yep. Um, we're all excited for the coming it's weeks. There's sexy, a lot of things. Like, I mean, fall is one of the best times for sports right yeah, at least change everything's, color everything september through november <laughs> yeah just prime time everything's picking up again yep. the only thing that would make it better is if the blue jays are in the playoffs yeah pretty much uh, next year <laughs> we'll clutch it we'll maybe catch next year game. yeah all right episode 15 thanks for tuning in we like it when you do and we just like talking so we're gonna do it anyways fuck you if you don't tune in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> peace boys cheers and girls Nick, you got something in your mustache.